Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Recotopia, a happy home for recommended movies, shows, and music from two people you can definitely trust. Trustability varies by region, no guarantee is implied. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Atkinson and Jeremy Scott. Not so fast. I want a Winnebago. What? Fully equipped. Big kitchen, waterbed, AM, FM, CD, microwave. This is not a car dealership, pal. He wants a Winnebago. All right, everybody. Welcome to Recotopia. This is what we're con- we're considering episode zero of Ooh. our of our uh, uh, emerging catalog. It's um, like Coke Zero. It's just this like Coke Zero. Recotopia with with no sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Uh, we had already recorded <clears throat> an episode one and then realized we had a whole bunch of other stuff that we needed to do before we came out with episode one. <laughs> so now we're going to do sort of a test drive episode here, uh, which we are calling episode zero. I'm Chris Atkinson. And I'm Jeremy Scott. And uh, yeah, welcome to Recotopia. This is where we are going to recommend uh, a bunch of movies for you. I don't know. Are we are we ever going to do warns on a Recotopia? I'm not sure. I'm sure I, we will. I think it's possible. Yes, uh, because here's the deal: the show will, for now, be broken up into four segments. Um, small recommends, which really is more the small really is more about the amount of time we're going to talk on it. Mm-hmm. Not, not that we're only tiny yeah it's like yeah barely recommending it yeah and then we'll do the big recommend that's going to be a movie every week it's gonna be like a movie club where you'll find out a week in advance and you can watch the film and uh sin club members over at patreon can join the discussion and um we're hoping that's going to be fun because we'll be recording those live for those fans um and then we're going to do a surprise double feature Mm -hmm. which is where uh the guy who didn't pick that week's big recommend has picked a movie that is a nice companion piece, in his opinion. And then we'll do some questions. Those are going to be the four main segments of Recotopia. And I am I am guessing at some point down the line, we'll do 
uh, a big recommend or a movie uh, that has just come out and maybe mm -hmm. both of us don't like it. So maybe right. one of us is actually warning it. Uh, mm -hmm. But the spirit of the show is to help you find new movies, TV shows, and music that you might not otherwise have discovered and then discuss them. Yeah, and, and uh, it'll be fun. Now, for our episode zero, we are going to give you a big recommend. And uh, most of you, if you are familiar with us at all, are not going to be surprised here. Chris, what are we recommending today? Uh, yes, uh, in the past, uh, we have probably mentioned the movie Sneakers, at least, uh, no, I, I would say, handful, dozen of times. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and it's, I don't, it's it's kind of an interest. it's an interesting movie, right? Like, it's not one that people bring up a lot, but it's something that we have shared over the years is a love of sneakers and it's it's not a movie that you know you're not going to run into a lot of people out there who are like oh boy i love me some sneakers or whatever yeah. i don't know what your your story is on having seen this movie for the first time i don't have a story it's just the fact that i remember watching this in theaters oh yeah and we uh went in uh, in franklin we had williamson square eight a theater that i would eventually work at uh, and we had another theater that was in another little mall. It was called Rand Cinemas or O'Neill Theaters, which had, it was a couple of different names over its time. And it used to get all these movies that Williamson Square didn't get. And they got sneakers and I saw sneakers there. Mm. And it's just one of those movies by the end of it. You're just, you're just got a big smile on your face. It's just, it's, it's so entertaining at every moment. I don't think there is one slow part in this movie even the parts that are supposed to be slow are not slow right right but there's there, there's also excellent characterization right like the mm -hmm. the a lot of heist movies uh like oceans 11 you know there's not mm -hmm. that much difference to me between danny ocean and brad pitt's character mm, yeah. except that brad pitt eats in every scene <laughs> right. uh, whereas every person on this team has such a uniquely carved out personality down to the conspiracy theorist Dan Aykroyd, uh, the blind, uh, I just forgot his name, uh, David Strathairn, yeah. um, River Phoenix being River Phoenix, Sidney mm -hmm. Poitier adding this, like he was cast perfectly as the ex-CIA guy because his presence yeah. just lends credibility. Mm -hmm. um, Robert Redford as the charming guy with a little bit of a mystery. I just, the cast mm. is what makes this sing, I think. it's a, yeah. It would have been a good movie, um, but this particular cast at this particular time, now my story is, this is 1992 when this came out, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm living at home and a high school student not allowed to go to movies. Um, so the ones that I did sneak out and go to uh, were the more high profile ones. Uh, mm -hmm. So then 1993 rolls around, I go off to college and start hitting that video store with my buddy mm -hmm. Josh every yeah. weekend. And it's, it was literally pick up a box with faces we recognize. Oh, Robert <laughs> Redford. Oh, Sydney Porter, Dan Aykroyd. This looks fun. Let's throw mm -hmm. it in. And we both fell in love immediately. I think that was one of the first movies I ever bought that I owned mm -hmm. on VHS. Yeah. I had this on VHS as well. And I had one of those little, uh, like, 15-inch TVs with a VCR built in underneath it yeah. for my dorm room. And I would watch Sneakers all the time, every week, mm -hmm. uh, over and over and over again. 
And I just looked this up because my I wanted to say this was not a huge hit, but this made $105 million. And that uh, and back in 92, that's pretty solid in yep. a domestic uh, tally for sure. Yeah, and they only spent $23 million. I don't know how they did that with that No, cast. I don't either. Um, but it's just, it holds up today, even though there has been this internet explosion since. And it doesn't feel dated. Uh, it feels like a movie you could still make today with some tweaks to how you present, you know, the the crypt the, the encryption breaker to end all encryption breakers. Yeah, Boom. the uh, the uh, it it starts off with the, you, you, we forget how advanced quote unquote hacking is at this point, right? Uh, even mm -hmm. though computers are not exactly in everybody's, I don't think they're in everybody's lives yet. It, the internet is still a little ways away. There's bulletin board systems and things like that going mm -hmm. around, but there's not like a lot, you know, you're not going there to a website. You're not shopping yet. You're not doing any of that time. You're not doing like legal shopping probably. Um, right. but, but, uh, but you know, it's going back into the seventies where they're talking about, you know, they're, they're, they're showing kids and uh, don't, you know, it's the, it's the characters that we're going to get to know as Robert Redford and Ben Kingsley later on. Mm -hmm who are in a dorm who are hacking like government sites and everything. And, you know, and, uh, and Martin Bryce, as he's known as at the time, uh, goes out for pizza and he, and it's all because he loses, uh, you know, this little, uh, you know, what, where, what, where's the thing in the hand or whatever, yeah. like pick the right, pick the right hand or whatever. He loses that. But then the cops show up right after that and pick up who's the, who's going to be the Ben Kingsley character. And so he has over the, over time, he has created this. I, I love the, like they show that opening. They also show the opening sneak that they do, that they go into. And I love how it's succinctly put by the person giving him the check at the end. <laughs> He's like, so people hire you to break into their places so that they don't, so that you can figure out, was it so that you, uh, so no one what, can break into their so, places. So, yeah. So no one can break into their places. And, and, and he's like, well, it's a living. He's just not a very good one. <laughs> She's so mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I, um, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I like how he turns immediately after that and walks right up the stairs. He doesn't go outside. He just walks right mm -hmm. up on the boards. The board's all sitting there waiting for him. And he starts giving his report. It sets the scene really well because you think when it cuts from that opening flashback to the, to the first sneak, you don't really know these guys aren't criminals until mm -hmm. he walks up there and kind of flips the script and says, uh, well, I guess she says people pay you, but um, yeah. You get a taste of everybody's personality there with uh, Mother Underground spewing his cattle mutilation theories about the Dan CIA. Aykroyd, probably like uh, one of his best performances that we never talk about, Dan Aykroyd, is Mother in this. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, best line in the entire film uh, comes in the final scene. <laughs> he says, I can't believe tomorrow's Thursday. Yeah. Um, uh, Timothy Busfield is in this. Uh, mm -hmm. Mary McDonald, Donald Logue. Uh, there's just, there's the cast is in hindsight stacked. Now, when it was made, 
you know, Donald Loeb wasn't a household name. I guess he probably still isn't. Uh, no, but it, nobody knew him at all at that right. point is what you're saying. I mean, yeah. he's, he's an absolute nobody character guy at that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, and man, it's, so the whole thing is, is, is centered around trying to find this box that, that is the key to, uh, is decoding all this encryption that has suddenly, uh, uh, been put around all the most important sites and everything. And a lot of people, you know, I love the, the line too, where it was like, so what's the key? And he goes, no, this is the key. Yeah. Uh, the thing, the thing that he made is what does the thing, you know? So basically um, it, there's a whole bunch of uh, the whole story, the story surrounds this thing. And there's that scene where they're playing Scrabble oh, and, and, and going through, you know, you, you have, uh, you have Whistler there playing with it with river Phoenix and they're, they're sitting there like trying to, trying to figure out what he's just, uh, Strathairn is just like touching some sort of braille pad of some sort. And he can feel the sort of the, when something goes crazy, if they hit the right connector on this thing. And, uh, and so, and so then they start using that contact every time to try to hack into these sites. Like, you know, stuff that's absolutely horrifying. Like they're yeah. kind of doing it as a joke, but like, think about somebody having this in front of them. Like, you know, uh, yeah, somebody they who has the evil FAA intent. and he's like, anyone want to crash a few jets? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then, and then by the end of it, Sidney Poitier is like, is like, there isn't a government in the world that wouldn't kill us all for that thing. And they realize that, yes, that's exactly correct, because that is something that is that's like all power right there. Uh, we 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 talk about, you know, that that's what they keep doing. It's it's would you I don't even know if you would call this a MacGuffin, really. Uh, it's not it's 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 really the the it's the thing that drives this whole movie. Yes. Um, it's not something that people, you know, it, it's it's something that is attained. It's something that is uh, you see the power of it. Uh it's not, I guess you see the same thing in like with Fast and the Furious with the God's Eye later on. And, you know, like <laughs> there's, a, there's other movies that have tried this all powerful technology thing. Uh, but, um, but yeah, you, you see how, how, how great it is. And just, just how many times they have to solve things using their heads. That is something that is another thing about this movie. Um, cause there, there's a point where they're trying to figure out what the Donald Logue's box is. Like it's either they, they, they don't know what it is at first. They don't know what it looks like, nothing. And they're spying on him through a telescope and, and, uh, and it basically you, it like everything that they do seems to, um, everything they do seems to have one character who has some sort of knowledge that helps them break the situation because, when his girlfriend comes in, Donald Logue's girlfriend comes in while they're spying, spying on them and everything. And she says, I left message here on service, but you did not call. And, uh, and, and it's Whistler who's, who's, you know, trained to listen. He's yes. blind. He's trained to listen to everything that's going on. And he goes, and, uh, and, and they keep on going and they try to figure out the guy's password when he's typing it in the keyboard. And they're, they're trying to do all these different things. Like, wow, what, what could it, what, what are we going to do about this? And then Whistler goes, he goes, uh, 
his his black box is located between the blah 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 and the pencils or whatever and they're like and they're like i hate to break this to you whistler but you're br you're blind and, and he goes just listen to it again and so when he says she says uh left a message on the service she's like well she, he's got a, he's got a service why would he need an answering machine so it, it, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that where they have to talk it out they have to f the, solve the problem and that's yeah. why i love stuff like this and i hate stuff where they say, here's, we got to solve all these problems, these, these puzzles. And then it takes them five seconds to come up with a solution and it works. I or the that. computer just tells them where to go. Like there's, the movie's full of problem solving. But when, when Redford's been kidnapped and mm -hmm. it, once again, Whistler, the blind guy, leads him through, what did you hear? What did it sound like? Were there seams on the road? Okay, it was a bridge. Was there a foghorn last night? No, yeah. I would know which bridge you're on. Um, and then they get to what sounds like a cocktail party. And he, <laughs> it's a great portrayal of a blind person that is like ages ahead in terms of representation uh, of where Hollywood would, they're still behind, but he's not, just accurately portrayed blind guy, he gets to be the hero like three yeah. or four different times. He gets to drive that van at yeah. the very end in one of the funniest scenes. This movie's this movie is way funnier than any heist movie deserves to be. Mm -hmm. And it marries those genres perfectly. Um there's just in the midst of that action at the end where they're trying to escape this yeah. evil toy factory. Here's a hilarious scene of a blind guy being told to, okay, count to five and then stop. And he runs into the building and goes, I think I'll just stop. Right here. <laughs> you have a very gentle slope. <laughs> um, and uh, the other thing about that, that whole like recreate the scene, like you recreate the trunk thing is just the, he goes to that, uh, uh, what is it? A synthesizer or keyboard? Yep. Some, uh, it was some kind of thing, and and he's able to replicate like the seams in the road and the the sound of the air whooshing by, and then like you know all these different little sounds, and it's and it's like, boom, boom, yeah, boom, boom, and then like it goes, um, it goes once they once they got it, once they nailed it, it goes immediately to a car on the bridge driving making over that, same, making that same noise. And, 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 uh, you know, the biggest puzzle of all, of course, is, is them, uh, trying to solve how they get into that toy store, that toy factory, um, uh, trying to, they have to fit. There's so many different things they have to worry about in that. Uh, they, they spy on the, on the thing for a long time, trying to figure out who's the last to leave ends up being the Steven Tobolowsky character. Who's also in this and great. Um, they they have to rig up a, an online dating thing for him so that sh that uh, Mary McDonald can go out go out with him and like get all these different words that you have to use to get inside the the office behind the uh, this it's like a it's a it's a little um, voice recognition um, keypad type thing and it's you know it's like it's a hi my name is you know uh, Werner Brandis and. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, in my, my, uh, voice is my passport verify me. And he's got to, she's got to get all those words down. And it's like, they're like closed down a Chinese food, <laughs> uh, restaurant, uh, place, uh, trying to get all these, all these words. Uh, and not to mention that the, the, it just like in later on in mission impossible, the mm. office has got, you know, it's got, it's heat sensitive and it's got, uh it's uh it's got it's got the highest tech security that there is um it, it's just a it's just 
It's just the whole thing. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's one moment in sneakers that I'm like, ah, this is the, eh, I don't, I can really do without yep. this. No, you're absolutely right. Even even some of my very favorite movies, like The Matrix, there's a couple of line deliveries that I just kind of cringe at still. And there's <laughs> yeah. nothing like that in sneakers at all. We've got to talk to you about today's sponsor, which is HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a service that I have used and loved for quite a while. HelloFresh basically delivers pre-portioned meals and ingredients to your door. You cook the meals, but they send you everything you need in the exact amount that you need it. This saves you a lot of time in doing prep work in the kitchen. It saves you time in going to the grocery store to shop. It saves you money. Uh, one of my most mind-blowing stats that they sent us is that they're 72% cheaper than restaurant meals of the same quality. Hmm. So if you were to go to a restaurant and eat you know, seared chicken with uh, avocado, asparagus. Oh God, that should not be a recipe probably. Uh, <laughs> but HelloFresh will give you the same meal of the same quality for 72% cheaper. So there are a lot of things to like about this. I have a very good friend who's lost a lot of weight using HelloFresh. HelloFresh mm -hmm. isn't even saying, hey, we'll help you lose weight. They're saying, hey, we'll help you eat healthier and we'll free up some time that you can use to exercise and do other things in your life and, and make your entire life. I like personally the variety because when I shop for myself, when my wife and I are on our own to make meals, we're usually going, all right, are we going to have chicken, pork, or beef? And then we go, <laughs> okay, are we going to have broccoli or Brussels sprouts? or cauliflower like we're just we get in ruts and one of my mm -hmm. favorite things about hello fresh is they have so much variety in terms of the proteins but also the vegetables but also the seasonings uh, i never really knew what hoisin sauce was until i got into hello fresh mm -hmm. uh, and used it on several recipes uh, and it has made me a better cook whether i'm following a hello fresh recipe or just whipping something up on my own so mm -hmm. if you are interested in hello fresh We've got a whale of a deal. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash Recotopia16, that's R-E-C-O-T-O-P-I-A-16, and enter the code Recotopia16, you can get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Nice. Uh, so go on over there, check that out, type in that code. You'll see what I mean in terms of the variety and the meals and the menus. It's seasonal. Uh, a lot of these popular restaurants these days are farm to table. Well, HelloFresh is doing that. What's in season now is what you'll get. Uh, and we really love it. So go to uh, HelloFresh.com slash Recotopia16 and use the code Recotopia16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um... Can I... Still, even though we're doing an episode zero, can I still spring a surprise double feature on you? Sure. I even thought of one if you didn't. Oh, good. Well, we can both do it then, since mm -hmm. this is episode zero. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so I, I'm going to sneak in a second one, because my I wanted to do the Phil Alden Robinson-James Horner combo and, uh, okay. and feel the dreams and sneakers, because they both have the perfect timing for that rolling deep piano. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm actually going to go with a movie called Safe Men. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah which is young Mark Ruffalo and young Sam Rockwell and young Steve Zahn. Was this uh, uh, Ryan Johnson? Oh, no, I don't think so. This Who was, was John Hamburg. Oh, okay. What, what, there, Ryan Johnson did a movie kind of like this at one point. I can't remember. I, I think he may have. This is a heist comedy. But, but I did see this. 
yeah, that's the reason I'm pairing it with sneakers. It's about Steve Zahn and Sam Rockwell uh, basically get mistaken as safe crackers and decide to take the gig. But there's actually a real pair of safe crackers that that the mobsters were trying to hire instead. And of course, they end up crossing paths. Uh, my favorite scene in the whole movie, they're trying to steal the Stanley Cup, by the way, if you like hockey. Um, <laughs> yeah. But both sets of thieves are in this uh, almost walk-in safe where they're kind of like hunched over, but mm. they take turns giving each other high fives. But every time their hands hit the ceiling and they go, ow, because they're so close to the ceiling, but they keep doing the high fives. Um, <laughs> it's just a charming, uh, I just think it would be a really fun double feature, back-to-back uh, -back heists uh, with you know lots of comedy throw. This one's much more comedy forward, uh, and less serious, but mm -hmm. uh, I still think it'd be a fun piece. What what, what was yours? Uh, and, and yeah, and Mark Ruffalo, by the way, has a has a moment in this. I can't even remember. I can't even remember what the the uh, scene was about. But he makes this priceless face. It's like it's a it, it's it, it's it's something that he it's a possession of some sort. And like he put he puts on this face like you're like oh thank you or something. <laughs> it's just it, it's just a it's like uh I don't know what it, I I gotta see it again. And the Brian Johnson movie I was thinking of was the Brothers Bloom by the way the uh, oh okay yeah the yeah. con men one. But uh, the one that I was thinking of was Inception um because. Ooh it's a different kind of heist um yeah movie, um as well um uh the you know the idea uh, is that people are hiring them to go into not to their own places but they are hiring them to go into their competitors places most of the time um and uh and it's 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 about uh you know uh, uh giving them ideas or, or i guess in the beginning i'm it's been a while since I've seen Inception. The very first one, are they trying to, they're trying to steal secrets. Yes. That's how they do. And then Inception is sort of a thing they don't think they can do. Uh, they don't think that it's possible to do. And then, and then that's what their whole, the whole plan is in Inception is to give someone an idea um later on but yeah there it's it's stealing secrets and things and it's it's gotten to the point where like big huge firms know that this type of thing happens and they have people that protect them from this type of thing so that's that's a christopher nolan land for you but yes yes that's um, a good one too man yeah um you know we didn't uh, and just before we go i do want to talk about this james horner score because it's it's a it's a bluesy jazzy uh uh thing throughout but um it, it's funny listening to his listening to this because this is sort of the precursor and I, and I haven't seen field of dreams in forever but um it's sort of the precursor to a lot of james horner that you'll hear in the next part of the decade especially mm -hmm. apollo 13 and um and a little bit of braveheart and then titanic of course um you'll hear a lot of these the themes that james mm -hmm. horner sort of uses in sneakers first and then maybe field of dreams has some of this too i i just haven't seen it in forever but uh field of dreams has some of it it's much more a lot more of the piano in field of dreams but like that mm -hmm. sneakers that doo -doo -doo -doo, i'm pretty sure mm. that's like an oboe or a little bit more obscure woodwind mm. instrument mm -hmm. um yeah i love james horner i could we should, we could do a whole podcast on uh composers but uh yeah you're right it's an absolutely great score and i didn't mean to uh, rush past that into the surprise double fee i was just excited mm. about myself <laughs> no that's fine 
Um, so if you're listening to episode zero, uh, uh, and, and you, and I don't, I guess we're coming out with this and then episode one will come out the following week. Is that how, we're, how we're doing this? That's correct. So episode zero, uh, into episode one, the movie that, uh, we're going to discuss in episode one is the power of the dog. And so that's another part of what we're going to be doing on each episode is once we're done with that uh main recommend and we come up with that double feature that goes along with the main recommend there's a movie for you to watch it's homework guys if you want to know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. watch that movie and then um and then uh we we will we will talk about that and then we have what we're gonna have some live chats too yeah once we get to episode two we'll be recording that live uh, for our Patreon and Sid Club members, and they uh, can watch along if they want to chat in the chat. That's great. We can, this, this technology in front of us, we can pull certain chat comments onto the screen. We can respond to them. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that aspect because, you know, if you have a chance to watch the movie in the week leading up to the show and you have your own thoughts, then it becomes really more of a community discussion uh, mm-hmm. and not just Chris and I. So, um, yeah, watch Power of the Dog. It is on Netflix. And a week from now, you can hear us discuss it. Um, but that's going to do it for episode zero. Episode zero. Zero. Of Recotopia. Recotopia. Um, and, uh, and and I say this in the first episode as well. It's so weird. We're doing episode zero before after episode one. Yeah, but uh, uh, if you want to come and talk to us about this episode, you can go to our Discord, our CinemaSense Discord um uh where we have i do believe we do we have we have a recotopia um mm-hmm. channel set up at this point um uh can come to uh, talk to us there i'm not gonna probably do facebook uh anymore for this podcast anyway um and uh, we also still have CinemaSense twitter uh if you would like to go to that and uh and talk about the episode um but uh yeah hope you enjoy this uh i'm certainly having fun so far me so, too uh, so, um, so yeah, uh, uh, hope to see you guys, uh, next week. <laughs>